You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 89. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. My goal is always to bring you nutrition, health, and fitness strategies that you can put into play right away, and that is why I host this podcast each week just for you. Now we're going to start off with Eagle's Eye on Health. What is that? It's my quick tip segment with possibly new news or some kind of health information that has come out recently, and this week I'm going to be telling you about snacking, something we all love to do, right? But apparently in a research study published in Appetite, that's the name of the magazine, in January 2018, it is showing us that the word snack on a food label actually might be leading us to eat more. So in the study, people were actually asked to eat pasta presented as a snack, and they were given a plastic pot and a plastic fork while standing. Or they got pasta, the other section of people got pasta as a meal consumed from a ceramic plate using a metal fork, and they were seated at a table. So same pasta, just presented differently, one with plastic forks and they had to stand, one with the ceramic plate and the metal fork and they got to sit. And afterward, after both groups had eaten, they were offered lots of unhealthy snacks like M&Ms and crackers. And what were the results? Well, guess what? Those who ate the snack pasta actually consumed more calories afterwards than those who ate the meal. So it could be that we focus less on what we are eating when we think we're snacking and therefore less conscious of really how much we're consuming, which will then lead us to eat more right after versus sitting down, having a meal kind of feels like you're full and you've, you've eaten the meal and you move on. So snacking somehow subconsciously is leading us to think that we can keep on eating and when we sit and we eat a meal and we take our time as well probably leads us to be more full. So just something to be conscious of the next time you're snacking, maybe you should take your snack and actually put it on a ceramic plate, get a metal fork and sit down no matter what the size of it is. Sit down, be present when you eat it, and that way you will be less tempted to eat more afterwards. All right, today we are going to talk about a topic that has been driving me up the wall. And I will tell you why, because it's something that is very unhealthy that is going on, and it is almost what I would like to say attacking our teenagers, which is so, so very sad because obviously any of you who have teenagers, I have a teenage son, this can be a panic for. Even if you have young little kids right now, you want to listen to this episode because it seems to be a target market for the younger ones. So what are we talking about? We're talking about vaping. Do you even know what vaping is? Some of you might be like, well, I've heard of it before, but I'm a little unsure what exactly it is. So maybe you've heard about things like vapes, vaporizers, vape pens, hookah pens, electronic cigarettes, e-cigarettes, or e-cigs, even e-pipes. Those are some of the many terms that are used to describe electronic 
nicotine delivery systems. That is uh, the hyphenation for that is ENDS. E-N-D-S stands for Electronic Nicotine Delivery Systems. I'm almost horrified that we are at a time when we have such a system out there and that it is getting so popular. So these products use a liquid, what's called an e-liquid, that might contain nicotine as well as varying compositions of flavorings, propylene glycol, vegetable glycerin, and other ingredients. The liquid is actually heated into an aerosol that the user inhales. I don't know if you have ever seen this, but perhaps lately you have seen enormous puffs of smoke. And you can see the person is smoking. The the puff of smoke is so much larger than any cigarette smoke you have ever ever seen. I've seen a car next to me and all of a sudden I saw literally the entire car fill up with smoke and they were vaping. So it gives off a ton of smoke, like way more smoke than you would see with a regular cigarette. Now, these products, these ends as they're called, may be manufactured to look like conventional cigarettes, cigars or pipes, or some actually resemble pens and everyday items. Larger devices such as tank systems or mods bear little or no resemblance to cigarettes. So it gets a little tricky if you have a teenager who might be using one of these things because you might not know what to even look for in their bag. My son has told me they look like, what did he say they look like? Um, Something for the computer, actually. Not like a cigarette at all, like a USB port. That's what he said. Looks like a USB port, which, of course, I have asked my son a million times, are you vaping? He swears he's not vaping. He is a runner. Runners do not vape, so we hope. But lots of teenagers are telling their parents that they're not vaping, and then the parents believe them or they they don't know what to look for. And like I said, they are making these look really different these days so that they don't look like a cigarette, so you could easily overlook it not knowing. So you might go online if you have a teenager and Google what these things look like so you have a sense of what to look for in case you might see it. Now let's talk about some statistics about the electronic nicotine delivery system use because it's pretty unbelievable. More than 2 million middle and high school students were current users of e-cigarettes in 2016. Middle and high school students. That's just crazy to me. 11% of high school and 4.3% of middle school students were current users of e-cigarettes in 2016. E-cigarette use rose from 1.5% to 16%, 1.5 among high school students and from 0.6% to 5.3% among middle school students from 2011 to 2015. In 2013 to 14, 81% of current youth e-cigarette users cited the availability of appealing flavors as the primary reason that they're using it. So that's the very interesting thing that kills me right now about vaping. So it's kind of like cigarettes, we knew they were bad for us. Right now, if you hear the pitter-patter, that's Penny, my puppy. 
and her little nails on the wood floor. <laughs> um, but long ago, it's like cigarettes, it kind of became disgusting. No one wanted to smoke them. I don't think that many high school, middle schoolers were using cigarettes. But now, vaping has become different. And this is why the kids are saying, because they have flavors. Yes, they have an unbelievable, enormous array of flavors that you can vape. Things like cotton candy, pineapple, like all these unbelievable, tantalizing, appealing flavors. So you can see why all of a sudden, middle schoolers, high schoolers, young people are like, oh, this is like really cool. And sadly, they think that it's healthy. Like it's an e-cigarette. It's not a cigarette. Therefore, it cannot harm me. Well, that's why some people are turning to vaping. Another reason people turn to vaping, the number one reason used to be to quit smoking. So if you were a smoker of cigarettes, people were using these e-cigs to sort of wean off because there definitely is less nicotine in an e-cigarette. So that was one thing, and, and that's, yeah, it's better than smoking a cigarette, but that does not mean that it's good for you. Another thing or another reason that people are turning to vaping is because of these different juice flavors that they're called. People also think there's a sense of community around vapors. So kids are finding like, oh, that's like a, a group of people who do it. And so they find community among vapors. Again, as I said, a lot of people do it because they think it's not harmful. And some people are doing it because they say it's a new way to kick back and relax. Well, it's concerning because the side effects of vaping are just starting to become known. And we really won't know what the long-term side effects are for a very long time. So some of the short-term side effects are dehydration. So the e-cigarettes contain a high amount of vegetable glycerin, and that actually leads to dehydration. I mean, that's not the end of the world. If dehydration is the worst thing that happens to someone, God bless for this situation, all right? Um, it can also lead, they say, to dry and scaly, itchy skin, which can form flakes and fall off. Another thing that vaping can cause is dizziness, just like cigarettes can cause that for some people too. Also allergies, because the e-cigs do use these different flavors like chocolate and fruits and nuts, and they could actually be naturally derived. So in this case, if you suffer from an allergy from a real particular juice, well, you could actually have the same allergy if that juice is used for this flavor in your e-cig. Um, and many people apparently are allergic to the propylene glycol and vegetable glycerin that is used in the e-cigs. Now here's a really great short-term side effect that you'd probably love, canker sores. So you might notice that there are sores in your mouth if you vape regularly. It is not a direct side effect actually of vaping, but rather due to the inability to keep the vape pen clean. Aye. So now we have to realize that this isn't a disposable thing. This is a pen that you're using over and over and over. So you're actually the person who has to clean it and you need to regularly sanitize your e-cig, especially before you use it. Sharing an e-cig with friends, which you think that's not happening in that fabulous community, 
that everyone's so happy to be in? Well, sharing it with friends leads to mouth infections. And so you really wanna be careful that you are sanitizing your e-cigs and you probably shouldn't be sharing them with anybody. Now, what about state regulations about vaping and e-cigs? Because I, when my son tells me how many people he sees vaping in our high school, it is, it seriously gets me so upset because I just, I can't believe that this is like smoking is making this enormous comeback with the young community. And so I was like wondering, well, how could it possibly be legal? Like how are all these kids getting all this, you know, all these e-cigs? So I come to look up the state regulations and I have found out that many states do not prohibit selling e-cigarettes. So some vigilant states have noticed that there is this growing trend of vaping amongst the teens and they are taking measures to curb it. And so high five to the states who are actually taking action. I am totally so happy to hear that. But what about the states who have not really caught on yet? Huh, interesting. So just so you know, really quickly, I'll rattle them off. Um, the states that prohibit selling e-cigarettes to anyone under 18, that would be Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Delaware, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Maryland, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Minnesota, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, Ohio, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, South Carolina, that was my dog if you heard a snort, South Dakota, Tennessee, Virginia, Vermont, Wisconsin, Washington, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Now, states that prohibit selling e-cigarettes to anyone under 19 include Alabama, Alaska, and New Jersey. Other state type regulations? Well, New Mexico, Maine, and Montana have no laws against e-cigarettes. Texas does not ban their sales as well. Massachusetts, North Dakota, and Pennsylvania ban them from public areas. Illinois build, banned their sale and Oregon requires FDA approval. Columbia imposes indoor smoking bans on e-cigs. So every state has something slightly different. And you might have noticed there's, there's actually a little loophole because these laws pertain only to the sale of these e-cigarettes, but they have no regulations prohibiting the possession of the pens by minors. So all these, you know, different things that they smoke them out of, well, there's no laws and regulations on that right now. It's crazy and it's harmful. And I'm gonna tell you what they have recently found in just the last couple months that we know that it's more than just short-term effects like dehydration, okay? These are basically cigarettes. They're inhaling these vapors and let's face it, Anything that you're taking into your lungs that is not fresh air is a toxin generally of some sort. There's lots of questions still out there lingering about these e-cigarettes, including what exactly are you breathing in when you vape? Now, new study findings show that the vapors from a variety of devices contain potentially toxic levels of metals, including, including lead. That is not something that you're supposed to be inhaling, just so you know. John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health Researchers recruited 56 daily e-cigarette users and studied vapors they give off. Basically, they said, we devised a relatively simple system that collects the aerosol, what people call the vapors. We collect it almost as soon as it comes out of the e-cigarette. 
A significant number of the devices emitted vapors with potentially unsafe levels of lead, chromium, manganese, and or nickel. The EPA has national air quality standards, and there is actually a limit that the EPA has set based on health effects. Almost half of the samples exceeded that limit. And that is what the study with John Hopkins had found. The Hopkins researchers also tested for the presence of metals in the actual e-liquid refilling dispensers and in the remaining liquid in the e-cigarette tanks. The metals they discovered when regularly inhaled have been linked to lung, liver, immune, cardiovascular, and brain damage and cancer. So if you think there is even the smallest chance that your child, your teenager, could be vaping, they need to see some of these studies. They need to understand that it is more than just vapor. It is actually toxic and it might do a lot of harm. And you don't want to find that out five years from now. Now, how exactly are the metals getting into the vapor? Well, some of the metals may enter the vapor through their contact with the metal coil that's in the device, but that didn't actually explain the presence of lead because the coils don't contain lead. Then they said that there's no reason for lead to be in there. So it's possible that the metals are in the actual flavors. So all those exciting flavors that are the reason everybody wants to do the vaping, it is possible that the lead is in the flavors that are added to the liquids um, or that the contamination comes from the materials used in the containers that hold the liquids. So things that they need to still do some research on. The small study published online in Environmental Health Perspectives brings home a couple of other important points. One, they said, you don't know what you're inhaling. It varies based upon the liquid, the heating element, and what you may be inhaling in the vapor. And they said, what we really need is an FDA process by which the liquids, the heating elements, and the vapors are standardized and put through testing to show that they are safe. Now, I don't know if you caught my podcast episode a few weeks ago about supplements. If you didn't, definitely go back a couple weeks and listen to how the FDA regulates supplements. Well, if that's what they do for supplements, I can only imagine when they're gonna get to vaping items like this and making sure that they're standardized. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening anytime soon. So all we can do is help educate the youth, the young, and even any adults that you know who smoke cigarettes. I don't know that many. I think I know one. I had once had a client who smoked e-cigs, but If you know someone, what if they don't realize? I mean, some people just don't realize that they're not healthy. They think there's no nicotine in them. Even the ones that say no nicotine apparently have a small amount. Um, So they, they just assume that it's not harmful, but in fact, we are starting to find out that it is. So how can we help teens stay away from vaping? Really, the best mode of action for parents involves educating them, just like I say pretty much for everything. Like you want to help someone with weight loss? 
educate them. That's what I try to do with my clients. We need to do this with our teens as well. So I sat my son down and I went over all of these different things. It can cause cancer. There's lead in it. There could be this in it. We don't know what's in it. We don't know the long-term effects and we won't know probably for five years. So in five years, they could say it causes brain cancer. All of these things, That's what you want to do. You want to sit down and you want to talk to your teenager about it. You need to make sure that they realize that these vape pens are really a fancy word for e-cigarettes because they don't even think a vape pen is an e-cigarette. It's like each one gets closer to the thought that it's actually a real cigarette, but it can still contain and have high nicotine content. It can still get into their lungs. It can lead to long-term repercussions like lung cancer. And it's sad. I'm sad that we're in this place where like smoking has come back to be this incredible thing amongst the youth. I mean, I know back in the day, our parents all smoked and there was no, no one knew what it did yet. And then I feel like once everyone was dying of lung cancer that, you know, we started to realize and a lot less people were smoking. So it does definitely bring me a great deal of sadness to know that this is going on, but it's our time to say, hey, it's not okay. And for all these states who have not made any laws yet about what age you have to be. Like, I am just sick over the fact that I live in one of the states, Texas, who doesn't, who allows an 18 or younger person, anyone can go buy these vaping things. And there's no reason a middle schooler should be able to go in and buy something like this. There's just absolutely no reason. But I really think it's just because it hasn't gotten to Congress yet or who, you know, Senate. I'm not, I'm not educated on those things where you take this to, but it's somebody, I need some proactive parent to, to take this to the next level and to make sure that our states realize that there are some loopholes here and these vaping industries are sort of getting out of hand. Another little loophole just end with is that I've heard commercials on the radio for vaping, for vape stores. I don't even think that's allowed for cigarettes, right? So it's like vaping's getting in everything they can because they know soon that some laws are going to take over. We should not have vaping commercials on the radio that our children are listening to. It's just absolutely terrible. And I wish that we could take away all those flavors that they have because let's face it, it's like flavors of ice cream that they're trying to appeal to all of the young people. So at some point, if you know anybody who who can make a stand in your state or even in your school, you know, I've definitely already uh, talked to our principal, like what are we doing? What can we do? And they're doing their best, apparently. I always think that more can be done. But at some point, you kind of have to just educate and hope that your child or your friend understands what risk they're taking by vaping. So that's everything. Let's try to just inhale fresh air as much as possible. If you found this uh, podcast really helpful, I would really appreciate a share on social media, probably more than any other episode that I've done yet, because I am super passionate about this one and I really want to help stop teenagers and middle schoolers from doing something that is so harmful to their health. I just think they're too young to even know what the repercussions are and so sad that in five years it could have a serious impact on their health. So if you could please give this one a share on social media, I sure would appreciate it. 
I hope you have a fantastic week full of clean, healthy air, and we will be back next week with another fantastic topic. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.